Hey strangers, it's Katie and Devin and this is Shoulda Stayed Home. We are here to share some crazy shit with you guys. This episode should probably have a trigger warning, just a heads up. Some of our stories that we will be sharing during the the life of this podcast are quite personal. So whenever we have a story like that, we will definitely let y'all know. True, true. Uh, I think I'll start with our very first sentence in story. Yay! There's no trigger warning on this one. But damn, does this story not sound like a good time. Okay, so this one is titled Hotel Hell Party. Alright, um, my senior year of high school, most of my friends were one grade younger than I was. Which also meant that they were more, st- more stupid. <laughs> um, Adrian, a girl in my grade who I was actually quote-unquote best friends with in elementary school, was the most sheltered child I had ever met in my life. Hmm. By now, she had unfortunately given herself the bad reputation. Um, oh, she was having her 18th birthday party at a hotel over the weekend. Ooh. I personally was not invited, but my younger friends group, which were far more into partying than I was, were invited. Uh, sorry, just skipped over that whole line. Um, my, my closest friend, Amy, asked if I'd want to come with and, of course, drive her and a few other people, which was ridiculous because somehow one of the people was my ex-boyfriend, Ryan, who I dated when I was a sophomore and he was a freshman. I felt a little bit pressured to say yes, so I did. Oh, When that night rolled around, I found out that the hotel was an hour away. I already, I was already with Amy, and we had to stop and pick up the rest of the degenerates. <laughs> the degenerates. The, the drive felt like an eternity with Ryan in the back seat behind me, leaning forward and whispering dumb shit in my ear the whole time. I pulled up to the hotel, and the parking lot was full. Uh, Amy wanted to wait in the the car until her other friend got there, who I guess knew the room number and had a key card to get inside the building. Wait, I have a question about this. Yeah. How did they get a hotel room if they're only 18? Is that allowed? I think you can get a hotel. Her parents. Oh. Probably. Okay. Okay. I've never, I I don't know. I mean, I've totally been to a hotel party when I was a teenager, but I never thought about that until now that I'm an adult. <laughs> the only hotel parties that I went to were the ones that my mommy booked for me when I was like eight. I, I had my birthday party at a hotel. Like, you did? Every year. What? I Why? did. Because I was a spoiled kid. <laughs> Where did you, what hotel? Like, was it like a holiday inn? Like, no, it was, I'm an only child. All my friends were invited which was, like, three people. <laughs> and we would always stay at the Best Western. Oh, was there a pool or something? There was a pool. That actually sounds pretty damn fun. It was that fun. Would be, that would be, like, an adventure if, like, you brought your kid to, like, and they got to pick a couple friends and, like, sleep over at a hotel. Like, that would be fun as hell. Well, the thing is, is, like, our parents, like, my, my friend, my closest friend, and, like, my mom and her mom, they would just, like, party, like, on their own terms. Oh, So, like, it. we were just there, like, having you, a They were time. having a hotel party, and yeah. you were also there. As an excuse, they're like, oh, we're going to have Devin's birthday party at a hotel so we can all get together and drink. And get drunk. Yep. Oh, okay. That sounds about right for the 2000s. Def- yeah, no, that was exactly what happened. Sorry, Mom, threw you under the bus. Okay, um, 
Uh, yeah, so we had to wait for Amy's other friend um, to get the key card. Okay, the hotel room was a whole suite. It was huge. Wow, they've been, they've been balling over here in this story. <laughs> I guess. Um, a regular house size. What? It was just a huge suite, I guess. Um, wow, that's pretty cool. The, ent- the entire junior class was there. Uh, Adrian dropped out of school, so I thought it was weird that she was having a hotel party with a bunch of kids that were way younger, and most of them I'm most positive she didn't even know. Um, her parents were, oh, her parents were loaded, and she always got her way. Well, but that makes sense. <laughs> but knowing them, I still can't believe they paid for 50 kids to get drunk in a hotel room. Oh, my God. Oh, we walked in and everyone disperses, and I see Holly sitting in a recliner alone, away from everyone. Holly was kind of shy, but I really liked her, and I was like, thank God I have someone to sit with during this shitstorm of a night. <laughs> uh, she looked happy to see me. I wondered why she was even here. She was 14. Mm, okay. I've, been, I've been that young at a hotel party, sadly. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, her bad older... Stuff. <laughs> bad stuff um her older sister nina was a main cool girl in the group at the party so she must have talked her into coming we were sitting there talking for about an hour and then shit started to hit the fan everyone was drinking and adrian was in the jacuzzi cup okay jacuzzi (laughs) jacuzzi cup (laughs) jacuzzi tub with bubbles overflowing and everyone was being loud and there was a knock on the door and someone opened it not even thinking and it was just a host up hotel staff asking for us to keep it down. I figured that would happen. I think when he realized there was a shit ton of drunk ass kids inside, he played it cool and left but called the cops. Because the next knock was a cop <laughs> announcing that he was a cop. <laughs> All fucking hell broke loose. So, okay, so this room was three stories up. Kids opened the window and were jumping out. What? Into what? A bush? I, yeah, I guess. Oh I don't, I don't, uh, just straight on the concrete, breaking their legs. Plummeting um, <laughs> <laughs> so to their death. In the chaos, Adrian slipped in the tub when she oh was trying to get out and snapped her ankle. She was hysterically oh. crying, as she should at this point. <laughs> the entire time, Holly and I sat in the chairs watching. We didn't move. Two cops came in, and uh, Holly came back. Oh, well, that's I just skipped that part. I'm sorry. We are having a technical difficulty. Yeah, you're, you're just uh, arrow happy on that button. <laughs> um, so, the cop knocked a few more times, yelling for someone to open the door. Um, we had decided we didn't do anything except just be there, so we were kind of like, fuck it. Holly got up and moved the door latch, and... Like the, I'm assuming that lock. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Um, I know what you're talking about. And opened it. Two cops came in, and Holly came and sat back down uh, by me, just waiting. Okay. <sighs> um, the cop came in and talked to us, and I guess he figured that because we were just sitting there and not trying to jump out of a window, that we were sober. We basically just told the officer that we were designated drivers. <laughs> she was 14. She was definitely not. <laughs> um, and had him. Uh, and hadn't had anything to drink, so what could he do? We literally talked our way out of any kind of trouble, and he let us go. What? That's nice. crazy. Good for um, them, I guess. <laughs> I can't believe that. We walked uh, down to our cars, and Amy and Ryan, I guess, who jumped out of the window, um, were hiding under my car. <laughs> 
I feel like you'd think this is the end of the night, but no. Oh Amy gosh. knows of another hotel. Stop it! Actually, no, this was a motel oh, party. Mm-mm. Motels are never the place to be. Once again, I feel obligated to take them. Why? Uh-oh. Girl, no. What else can I do besides leave them there? Here I am, driving to some shithole somewhere. We get there, and there's, like, ten people crammed in a hotel room. Oh, my God. That we all knew from school. Everyone was already drunk, and the people I just drove to this place are trash. And then there's me, living through this. I ended up getting really pissed about the situation, and I was tired and over it. And I said I was leaving, and if they were coming with me, they needed to come now. They didn't, and I left. Spend the night there, bitches. (laughs) I still feel cool about talking my way out of getting in trouble with the cops, but the rest of the night was a nightmare. Thanks, Casey. Jeez, that's pretty crazy. I mean, dang. Gotta (laughs) love a chick who isn't afraid of getting in trouble. Pretty much talking your way out of a situation like that is sick. Uh, Especially when you're underage. When I was in high school, my friends got picked up by cops all the time for literally doing nothing in the streets downtown. Um, just put in the cop car. Just, I mean, I never did. I I never did. I never got picked up, but I'm just like waving to my friends in the backseat of a cop car. Okay. Well, thanks again, Casey, for writing in. Thank you, Casey. Excellent story. So glad that you talked your way out of that with a cop. If I ever need to be talked out of trouble with the police, I will call you next. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, uh, this story is going to be a little more heavy, Uh, This is my own story, and um, I really was troubled with the idea of mentioning this person's name, but I might. I haven't decided still even. Um, Trigger warning, this story has to do with child predators and, disgustingly enough, child pornography and child pornography websites. So if that's something that's too heavy or something you don't want to listen to, totally understand You can skip this portion of the episode, and we will see you next time. This story is called The Boy from London. Uh, So back when I was 13 years old, the year was 2001. I was starting to find interest in boys and just meeting people online because it had become a new thing to go into chat rooms and to chat with people. Who remembers ASL? Age, sex, location. I was thinking American Sign Language. (laughs) Uh, yes, you could think that, but most of the millennials who listen to this will know ASL means um, it was used to tell the person you're chatting with your age, your sex, and your location. Uh, it was a pretty familiar term back then, uh, so myself and my two friends decided to log on to Yahoo Chat, which was a big thing um, in that time frame. We entered a chat room that was designated for teenagers ages 13 through 15, A pretty fun place to be, honestly, where I met some pretty cool people. Some of them I'm still friends with to this day. I got a private message from a boy from London, Ontario, Canada. Um, His name is Jay Smith. His (laughs) real name. I'm going to be a bad bitch and say it. (laughs) I'm like, dang it. Wait, John Smith? uh, John Smith was his alias that I was going to use. But I'm going to say Jay Smith because how many mother effing Jay Smiths are there? And if he does hear this... Um, he should be completely uh, a disgusting human being, and he should be um, realizing this is karma coming back and biting him <laughs> in the ass. So if you're listening, uh, this story and this scenario has scarred me still at the age of 33, and you are a vile human being. 
Jay sent me a message asking my ASL, and I replied telling him I was a 13-year-old girl. He replied back pretty quickly, describing himself as a 15-year-old boy. I was excited because the boys at my school didn't think I was cute. I didn't have any boobs or beautiful hair. I was a short, flat-chested tomboy with zero makeup and hair skills. Still true to this day. Nah. <laughs> uh, so this was nice that a boy, or so I thought, wanted to talk to me, and it quickly went from a casual conversation to us exchanging MSN emails and logging into MSN chat, which my parents had made a rule that was only for people I knew since it had all of my information tied to it. I broke the rule because, after all, Jay seemed pretty friendly and I felt like I could trust him. I feel like this is going to a very dark place. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. But first, it seemed innocent and exciting. I would race home neglecting everything else to log on to MSN chat to talk to Jay. He became the, my priority at the ripe age of 13 and very quickly. It had been three days and we were sharing very vulnerable portions of our life to one another. He had sent me a picture of him and it, I had printed it off to brag to my friends. He was cute with a very normal skater boy haircut tucked under a little Van Dutch, Von Dutch hat. So if anyone is from the 90s or early 2000s, Von Dutch was like such a cool hat. I didn't have one, but I thought they were totally cute. <laughs> Uh, he stood tall, and he had a very cute grin paired with your typical skater boy outfit paired with some Vans. We all love a good pair of Vans. I still love Vans to this day. We talked about how we both loved the used and boxcar racer and how no one understood us. The fairy... It's like the fairy tale, though, of, like, every emo 90s girl, especially, like, the skater boy style. Mm-hmm. Yep. I definitely thought he was super cute. Uh, to be honest, we didn't speak about any skateboarding or anything like that, but anything I would say I was interested in, he conveniently was also very interested in. So he was pretty much just like mirroring things that you were interested in to like seem like the perfect boy for you? Yes. And I was 13, so of course I found myself invested deeply. It was three weeks of chatting every day after school, and then we started chatting about him taking a bus to see me while I was in Windsor visiting family. We had planned to meet at a local mall, and I was literally counting down the days. By now, I had got my friend to snap a photo of me, and I sent it to him. It wasn't anything provocative, of course. I was 13. It was a typical teenage girl photo with braces, a flat chest, and a, with a peace sign, but with my fingers. <laughs> That sounds like the perfect MySpace profile pic, though. I know, right? Uh, his reaction was different from the boys at school. He thought I was beautiful. He called me pretty, and that made me feel very special. The time couldn't go fast enough, but one week before I was leaving to visit, he expressed to me that he had something to confess. I was confused. What could he possibly have to tell me? I knew this was coming at some point. What did he? What was he hiding? I was so off guard, I was so caught off guard being so young. He told me he had lied about his age, but he still thought I was so beautiful. I was not even remotely worried. Honestly, I just thought maybe he was a little older, a little younger. After all, he did send me his picture. Okay, let me guess that he wasn't the dude in the pic. You guessed right. I felt like um, this could have been a catfish story in the early 2000s. He very quickly admitted he was not 15, but he was 35 years old. <gasps> And the photo was not his at all. He asked if we could still meet because we had so much in common, and he really thought I was so beautiful. Okay, that's so cringy, though. Like, what's sad is that he played it so cool and trying to be honest at, like, just the perfect moment to keep you interested. 
Yeah, for sure. He was totally a t- typical groomer who just, like, knew what to say. I see that now, but at the time, I felt like maybe I should still meet him. We both loved the used and boxcar racer who cared if he was older. We could still be friends. I felt connected to him and somehow still wanted to meet him, even though mm-hmm. he had lied to me and groomed me. It wasn't until he had sent me, he had asked me to send him a revealing photo of my childlike body. Mind you, I was maybe 80 pounds and four foot eight. I was very small, not womanly at all. I was grossed out and I thought to myself, why would anyone want to see me naked? I had never even done anything with a boy before. What could he possibly want with that? I didn't understand what type of person he was, but I said, no, I won't. He dropped it, but the next day he was asking me again and said if I didn't send him the photo he wanted, we would both be in trouble for chatting and he would tell on me. How manipulative, though. Like, he would be in trouble, not you. For sure. And, of course, at 13, I really didn't understand that I wasn't in trouble. He was a pervert. Um, I was afraid, but I stood my ground and I said, no, I'm not sending you any photos of me like that. We didn't speak after that. He had blocked me and disappeared. I felt betrayed and a sense of loss I didn't quite understand. It was foreign to me, and I didn't have anyone to comfort me because it was all a secret. He was the first boy, quote-unquote, who showed me attention, and then he dropped me like a piece of trash. It was a hard time as a young girl with a lot of pressure. So basically, he was just some pedophile trying to get naked photos of a young girl and then also hoping to like have you on the hook enough to meet him and then probably abduct you. Pretty much. Who knows what he would have done um, if we would have met. I have no idea. It is scary to think of. Um, Honestly, having two daughters now, if that happened to either of them, that man would be dead. Um, I had started to move on. It was hockey season and I was pretty busy traveling for hockey. And so I started to get over what had happened. After a tournament the weekend after Christmas, I'd received over 20 friend requests on MSN chat. I was confused and didn't know any of the people adding me. Um, on MSN chat, this is really unusual. Normally you have like people you go to school with, things like that, people who would add you that you would know already. So it was very unusual. Uh, finally, one person shared a link and said, I know you're not aware of the fact you are on this website. My stomach dropped as I read this message and clicked the link. I was sitting 30 feet away from my own dad in the next room, but felt like the world had ended and I was the only person left. I started looking at this website. It had pic- uh, had the picture I had sent to Jay on it. The only person I had ever sent this picture to. The one my friend had taken where I was doing a normal teenage girl peace sign with my hands, my little emo bangs covering my left eye, a very naive, innocent girl who didn't deserve this. I felt my heart beating and out of my chest and in my ears and the tears welling up in my eyes. I felt sick. I felt scared. I didn't understand why Jay would would have done this to me, even if um, we didn't talk anymore. Under my my description, under my picture was the description, young girl who likes to be gang raped. Mm. It then had my full address that I'd shared stupidly on MSN, my phone number, the house phone, my full name, and the school I attended. I felt kidnapped and locked inside of a place where all these men kept sending me messages on MSN. I didn't know what I should do next, and I was afraid to tell my dad, who was only 30 feet from me. I ended up staying up till 2 a.m. trying to find out how to fo- get my photo deleted from this disgusting website. There was even there were what looked like ads underneath my photo in description for all these children on here, a lot younger, a lot younger than even me. 
It seemed like they, they were also being violated. I can't even imagine, but, like, why was there so much information? Like, is it, was that just, like, the empty blanks that you fill in, not even thinking? Yeah, so, like, MSN Messenger in Canada was, like, connected to your email, and it was normally just, like, people you already knew that were, like, in your friend circle. Okay. So, like, to get onto your MSN Messenger... You have to accept them as a friend. Yeah, and so it had a lot of pride. That's why my parents said no adding, like, strange people on here. Okay, I got Um, it. Of course, you know, I was stupid. (laughs) Um, I didn't know this was going to happen, you know? Yeah. I woke my dad up early in the morning, and I started crying to him. I explained this website, the rule had broken about Jay, and my dad was understandably furious at me, but more at Jay. We called the police and got them involved immediately. About 17 hours later, the cybercrimes unit had taken the website down. It was called 12chan.org. They tried to press charges on Jay, but it was hard to find proof since he had posted anonymously on this website. The website, which was a child pornography website, was a part of the dark web in its earlier days, and it was way easier to be elusive back then. He, what? He just got away with it? Like, just never... Okay, okay, that's cool. Yep, because literally (laughs) it was done anonymously through this website, and um, when the police shut down these types of websites, they just remake a new one Mm -hmm. and continue the the cycle over and over again. So what made this even worse is that the detective told my dad and told me that the picture is out there and there's no way to get it back out of the hands of many perverts. There were no way of stopping this from being re-uploaded or saved to any other computer. I knew my picture of my innocent young self was out there in the world and I couldn't get it back. I felt betrayed and violated by Jay and just all these unknown people that now had possibly my picture in their grasp. It was horrible and a very difficult difficult story for me to share with you all. Thankfully, now with technology, there is much more known about these predators, and I hope that if you're listening or have teenagers, that you definitely do not allow them to have privacy online. It really could be life or death. So, so true, though. I remember being 12 on AIM. We never used MSN. Um, Just talking to, like, random people in a chat room. uh, It was just me and my best friend, Shelby, just being naive. And, like, luckily, that didn't happen to us I mean we really weren't being monitored I guess like I don't and plus I just don't think that like our parents at that no hell no they didn't really understand like understood like what we were doing mm -mm. and we didn't because the internet was like newish well and they didn't even know that like this was happening they didn't realize that there was literal like predators posing as somebody else you know what i mean because it was yeah. so the internet was so new i mean frick we had dial-up remember dial-up where yeah. it was like <laughs> when you want to be gone or like you go to use the phone and it'd be like and you'd, you'd be like you i need the, the phone. phone yeah no i remember that very clearly at shelby's house <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's weird isn't it yeah. um so anyways this story was my own story um and it was it's a heavy story i know that it could be a little bit gruesome for, to hear but i would rather it be known and i would rather not have shame surrounded by child pornography and children being abused and um exploited because it happens every day in north america and all over the world and i refuse to ignore it because it's uncomfortable to talk about um if you have a child 
or if you are young and you're listening to this because you found us, please be safe, be skeptical, be bitchy, and for God's sakes, do not send any photos, especially nude ones, to any strangers ever. Unless it's on Snapchat. <laughs> I'm joking. I, I swear, don't do that. Not good. Um, well, we got a little, a little dark today. I know. Um, but talking about this shit spreads awareness. Um, for all y'all who think that this would never happen to my kid, just think about it for a second longer. This shit happens every day. Um, also, Katie, I do thank you for putting yourself out there and sharing this with us and everyone who's listening. Um, I'm really sorry that you had to go through that. It's devastating to think about. Yeah, I mean, it sucks that it happened, but at the same time, um, I'm happy that it happened to me and that I could share it so that um, if you're a parent and you're listening to this or if you're a teenager and you're listening to this, that you please, please, please don't take for granted the fact that you are talking to a complete stranger on another screen. Monitor your children, monitor your teenagers, and you be safe if you're on there talking to a stranger. You really don't know who's on the other side of the screen. Uh, use parental controls. This shit happens and these nasty people are constantly out on the prowl. It's definitely a mind fuck thinking about that this actually did happen to me, um, but I learned from it and I'll do everything in my power to stop this from happening to any other girls out there, especially my daughters. Um, it's just a terrible thing and we can't avoid that there's sick people in the world, but we can at least be preventative and we can uh, protect ourselves. I mean, I know I've been with y'all out on the playground. Katie is not afraid to fight some creep at the park. Oh my God. Can we just talk about that situation for one second? Which one? The one where- there's, there's two. There's two. Oh my God. Okay. So I'm just gonna, this is totally not part of this episode, but I have to share with you. Devin and I were in our, a local, like our local town and we were at this local park on a Saturday with my two daughters, they were playing, they were frolicking on the playground. <laughs> <laughs> and this, these people came up, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with religion. I'm very much about supporting whatever you choose to do with your own thoughts and beliefs. However, this guy and this woman came over to us, and they were literally so adamant about trying to give us a fucking hot dog and a snack <laughs> they had this big trolley not a trolley it was like a wagon, a wagon. with this yeah. freaking the hot dogs and they had snacks they had expired donuts the lady's like oh these are expired would you like them no the fuck we would not like expired well, donuts no she's like she's like if you guys don't take a hot dog will you at least take these donuts like they're expired and he's like the fuck i will why like, would i want no. i can buy my own <laughs> fresh donuts thank you they so just much. they wouldn't take the hint and they were like shaking our hands and like asking us questions and like it was just really un uncomfortable because like they had like this whole but like, i don't know it was like not a gazebo but like a what are those things called i don't know uh not a cabana pavilion pavilion <laughs> pavilion yes yeah a pavilion at the park like two fucking steps away from the children and there's like this whole people like group and i don't really dude they were there they were kind that of creepy wild and they were doing okay they were like a religious group they all had religious shirts on and they were doing like religious chants and like 
They were having hymns. a great time. Good for them. But, time. like, I don't want to be a part of your religious hymn. I'm literally trying to escape and sit on this bench in the sun while my kids play with other kids. Like, right. I am not here for this. And the guy was, like, asking us where we're going for lunch. What are you having for lunch? Like, <laughs> they were, like, so pushy. We hadn't even went to lunch yet, though, so we're, like, lying. We're like, oh, like, we're going to go here. We're going to go here. And, we like, had to lie about what our lunch was. Well, and your daughter overheard, and she's like, we, we didn't, didn't do that. yet. And I'm like, quiet down, kid. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you cannot... You cannot you cannot be a narc right now. This is important. Anyways, <laughs> two weeks later, I was downtown again, and I was getting pizza with my husband, and they, the same guy and the same lady were down there, and they had these shirts on that said, um, I can't think of the name, actually. I literally can't think of it. It's some cult, okay? I Googled it. It's a cult where, like, they literally marry each other and like it's incestual and I'm like I knew it I knew it like they were wild so anyway that had nothing to do with the episode but it was a tangent off from the park that's another should have stayed home story I should have just let my kids play at home because they were trying to like abduct me and have me be a part of their cult so I just couldn't believe like <laughs> I mean I just couldn't believe they were very polite they were very nice but so pushy. pushy. So and, like, pushy. They were like, very nice, though. They were, but they were, like, lingering. It's yeah, like, what can was I creepy. say to get you to leave us alone? <laughs> yeah, that was... They were definitely creepy, Um, but they were very nicely creepy. Like, you know, like, a creepy old man who's, like, super, like friendly but it's like too much like, like kind of adorable this is getting, but like, also could be a predator like, yeah like sure. this is getting yeah. a little over the top at this point mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm on the border of like <laughs> this is freaky that's kind of how these people were um so yeah that was like a random time that we were just at the park and these things ensued and we were like oh cool like now we're Let's not go there again and you know um I yeah it was just a it was an interesting time for us yeah, well, anyway, <laughs> okay, well, that's it for today's episode. Um, share your crazy stories with us. Make sure that you click the link in the episode notes and fill out the form, and we'll share your experiences. Yes, please make sure you send in your experiences. It doesn't have to be a date. It could be a crazy park happening that we've had. <laughs> you could be at the grocery store and someone's licking the apples. We don't care. <laughs> we don't care. We just want to hear from you guys. We don't want it to be all about us. We want to hear what other wild things you've witnessed or been a part of in your life. Thank you for listening. Until next time, folks. Bye. Bye.